1: Hello and welcome to what I'm going to call the second series wow. of Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. Yeah. Uh, we have commissioned ourselves for a second series. <laughs> we have, yeah. 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 We don't have a broadcaster that we have to go to, do we? No. And, and we, Although so... we are in, from regular listeners will know that uh, Tim, Tim Inks, my co-host, Hello. Uh, runs a television company with Peter Fincham. who used to run ITV and we're in his shed so we could have gone to sounds him. Sounds like things haven't gone well for Peter when you say that. He used <laughs> to run ITV yeah. and now we're in his I shed. I think it hasn't gone well for us, is what it sounds like. <laughs> right, it we're sounds like, meet him like in the we middle. live yeah. in Peter Fincham's shed. Yeah. Sounds like he's <laughs> fine, because he lives over there in a big house. Yeah, uh, no, But we, we, we live in his shed, and uh, we could have gone to him. Uh, I'm. Mean, perhaps you did, and said, "Is it okay if we do a second series?" In I didn't. Your if, shed?
0: I feel like because of uh, for the last thirty years of working in television, all you ever do is hope that your show comes back, and someone yeah. tells you if it is or isn't. It feels really weird, and un- yeah, I feel like someone needs to tell us. <laughs> yeah, although happening. because
1: there's no money in this show, there is that. That's why no one has to tell us. Yeah, because necessarily, you know why those people you have to wait on whether or not they're going to do your right. show because they're paying for it. Do you do know why? You, no it seems is, obvious now. <laughs> that's yeah. what's been going on. Yeah, they're thinking, "Oh God, I have to get my wallet out, or ITV's oh, wallet it out, or whatever for, the, they for this show." I mm. mm, All right then, mm. I will. Tim Hinks, mm. I like him. I'll do. That's what's mm. going, right. going on. This one, no money. No. We're not earning anything. As no. a result, basically, free use of the shed is the only thing yeah. that possibly get, yeah. gets taken so, away. So.
0: so Because of the, um, but we loved it and we've decided to do more. We think it's got real potential. (laughs) Are you um, commissioning now? It's good commissioners speak. And it feels like what commissioners in television land, you'll know this because you've done. I
1: rarely get second series
0: though. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, this is what it sounds like if you do, because this would be new for you. Um, They often talk about a a, a show as a piece. It's a really interesting piece oh, for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And then they, they will also say that it has a really interesting flavour. So, so, right. so, so I felt, David, yeah. Stalking Time for the Moonboys first series had a really interesting flavour, yeah. was a really thought-provoking <laughs> piece, and we'd like to
1: commit to more. <laughs> OK. Well, what I thought was, over the summer, uh, almost <laughs> nothing about this show... Uh, so I've arrived at Peter Fincham's shed with very little in my head, but there are a few things I need to get off my chest straight away. OK. Uh, number one is you've done the drinks today, and what you've oh. done is you've brought a bottle of water, and from Peter Fincham's kitchen you've brought two cups. Now, I can't really drink cold drinks in cups. It reminds me of primary school. When, OK, it's like when a you, mug. It's, cause it's we're a mug, at sort of mugs, yeah, it's a mug. You've got to yeah. have... Cold water in glasses. Mm, 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 I mean, what? I mean, that makes me think mm, depressingly about the 1970s. Mm, okay, getting beaten up in Dollis Hill mm, by people who had my ethnicity wrong, and mm, that, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. <laughs> that's all that comes from. Drinking cold water in cups. don't you think, find cold water in cups gives you that S- sense. So I'm going to say like nursery in, the, in 1972,
0: mm, like in martial arts. I'm going to use your energy against you. Okay, in a sense that saying I agree. I'm right. And I'm really unhappy about it too. But here's what happened. Yeah. I went into the Peter Fincham's kitchen yeah. and I, there was a sort of lady um, m- milling about the kitchen and I said, where are the glasses? Right, and she thought and on she, your face. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> um, <and she, laughs> like the Chuckle Brothers had never... Yeah, um, never died, and which is something that did happen over the summer. It course, did, yeah. and that's awful. So, uh, so I said, where are the glasses? And the re- lo- lovely lady said, oh, in the cupboard... Pointed to it and I opened it and it was full of mugs uh, and I didn't feel you like you felt it's, a mug. Yeah, <laughs> I literally felt <laughs> a mug, picked it up, and I felt I couldn't say I don't know for some reason I felt something to do with my class problems. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't brought up in this world. Yeah, uh, I mean not as in I'm an alien. I no, uh, are not? I thought you were like David
1: <laughs> Bowie. Yeah, we finally mentioned him um, in Man Who Fell to Earth. And I felt like it, I didn't want to say no. I, I meant glass. If if. if, if Thomas Andrew Newton. Thomas Andrew Newton, yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. If if he at the end of Man Who Sold the World, mm. you you may remember. There's a bit where he sort of looks down. He's got a big hat on, uh, and you know underneath he's got the red hair. Yeah. There's a sense that he's sort of like dying or turning yeah. himself off in some alien way, or right. whatever. But if he hadn't done that yeah. and like just carried on for a bit, right. he might have ended up looking like you. <laughs> I think it's possible. What? As in bald? Bald. Right. <laughs> 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 That's basically what I mean. Yeah, with glasses yeah. and working in television. Yeah. He does work in television. Who? Thomas Andrew Newton. Is that, is that Doesn't right? Doesn't he work in television? Oh,
0: maybe you're right, I don't know. I mean, he
1: watches a lot of television. Yeah, he certainly watches loads <laughs> of it. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I thought you were going to say he might end up... You'd sort of think... He seemed like a real person. Then you see him drinking water from a mug, and you think, "Hang on a minute, <laughs> that's gin." He's come from another world. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like
1: the mug. Th- I, I agree with you. Yeah, okay, so okay, it. so okay, we don't like the mug. Can I say we're, another we're, thing? Which yeah. is, that
0: there's a thing I don't like about people drinking from mugs, which What's is really that? hard to get over, but yeah. it's a genuine thing. Which, well, you're about to drink. Uh, well, because I got no Let choice. Let me watch there's... you drink from it. Yeah. Um, what do you say? <laughs> 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 I felt a bit self-conscious. Yeah, you no, said, no, Let me watch you drink from it. I it's it's really hard to get this across. I don't like it when people drink from a mug mm. and look around <laughs> at the same time.
1: I really, so I should say I'm laughing because Tim did very exaggerated looking around. So they've got as a he mug, did that. They're
0: drinking the mug and they're looking, <laughs> and I find that there's yeah. something like an animalistic thing about it. Does that
1: actually happen? Yeah, or Does that d- happen just on in cartoons? It happens. Does that happen in real life, that yeah, someone raises a mug to their lips and then their eyes <laughs> go from side to side? Like, oh I'm going to use the mug moment it doesn't to, happen all the time. to suss out what's happening around me. Well, I don't know what me. they're doing. They're sort of thinking, I'm yeah. vulnerable. Whereas with a glass, you can't really do that because it doesn't hide really do it with your gl- mouth it's, and nose. It's something
0: about, exactly, the covering the mouth and nose. There's a vulnerability and they're looking oh, for see. predators yeah. or something. Yeah, I, evolutionarily, um, we were designed yeah. to use glasses. Yeah, and I think you'll find the Darwin, because as you know, Darwin is very different from... Was it Lamarck? Who, who Mark said, Lamarck. That's right. <laughs> Very different. Um, and it wasn't that sort of animals decide to survive and mm. I'm going to do this. It's, it's the other way around. It's more passive, isn't it? The people who drank from mugs and looked around survived. Mm. Went on, yeah, and the people who didn't maybe died, yeah. In, and uh, in...
1: they're buried in Peter Fincham's garden, and they're very So, move on from the mugs if you want. Uh, I mean, you know, I did bring it briefly to Bowie, and you might think people listening, well, when are they going to talk about David Bowie? That's why I tune in, uh, but I'm still going to talk about him. Uh, so, we've still got a couple of things I need to go off my chest about uh, the here and now. Uh, one is uh, one album, no, one mm. is we normally have. Uh, a guy called Harry, who's our engineer, and Harry's gone. Where has he gone? To uh, work on a show that he came up with with oh, another company before he wow. joined us. Well, but so, uh, uh, we've got well. instead we've got Bella uh, working with us. Hello, Bella. And the reason I brought Bella up is uh, she, she's done all sorts of fantastic work actually. Like it's looking a bit more I professional. Think, professional here yeah. in the studio than it mm. did before. No disrespect, Harry. No if we you're love, listening. Harry. Uh, but I want to bring up about that because her dad is Paul Wayland, and Paul Wayland is a film director, oh. a very fine film director, and he did a film called '66'. Is that not true? Uh, and '66'. Bella's nodding. I yeah, say. she's nodding. You can, uh, you can keep... speak, by the way. Okay. okay. Uh, and uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't mean she's dumb, <laughs> <laughs> or if you oh. thought she was dumb, she isn't. <laughs> can speak. I mean, she can speak like yeah. like as part of this show. Uh, and uh, in '66' is a Jewish film about uh, a, a guy, well, Paul, uh, his life, it happened to his life, which is that his bar mitzvah, Paul's bar mitzvah, your dad's bar mitzvah, coincided with the 1966 World Cup final. OK. And because no-one thought England was going to get to the final, mm. they just decided to have it on that day, and then the film is about how more and more people suddenly don't want to come to the main character's bar mitzvah because Got England are going to get right. to the final. It's a very funny film. Wow. I was asked by your dad, you may not know this, Bella, uh, to audition for the part of the main character's uncle. And he'd seen me on stage, and I'd done a few jokes about being Jewish, and he got me in to do it, and I, it was just me, because I, really I can only really play me. And he kept on saying, no, but I saw you do some jokes, Jewish jokes, can you do more like those Jewish jokes? And I said, well, they're just observational comedy about being Jewish. They're not like Jewish jokes, not like a Jew goes into a bar jokes. And I think that's what he wanted. And he, To be honest, the audition didn't really work out. But the, the reason I want to bring it up is that he cast instead Peter Serafinovich in the part, and Peter was undeniably much better than me in the part. He's a much better actor than me. But he's not going to thank me for bringing this up at all. But Peter's <laughs> grandfather was, for a while, going to be on trial for being a Nazi walker. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. And, hey, that's... I love Peter. We, he's, he's hilarious. He's a brilliant actor, and he probably won't thank me for bringing this up. But I'm going to have to say that a small part of me in a Jewish film, the Jewish film director, when I was up for the part. It going to someone whose granddad was at one point going to be tried for being a Nazi war criminal. That did rub me up the wrong mm. way for a second. Mm. I don't know if you right. want to transfer that information to your dad. i don't know. Yeah. I think Bella's delighted to be here, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, he's he's
0: a good to. I mean, actor, I isn't I mean he? we
1: could bring Bowie into that mm. because you know I, I want to make it clear from, from start that you know this is no reflection on Peter, and I would say that you know Peter is should not be reflected to it much more so than I've tried to in Bowie here, that Bowie perhaps was at fault for the Nazi salute that he did at Paddington Station. So Bowie just is- to make it clear how much I wanna remove Peter Serafilovich mm. from you know mm. any stain of Nazism, even mm. though it is true that his grandfather was at one stage going to be tried for being a Nazi. Walker. It wasn't. He eventually he was, I think, uh, not able to be tried because he was uh, had dementia and then he died. Right. But it, uh, that right. did happen. It was a big yes. news story at one point. I mean, very awful for for all of them, I'm sure. But uh, I'm just going to use that example to Crowbar and Bowie to say, you know, let's quarantine Peter from from any. I want to quarantine him. Now? I want to suggest that no, I want to suggest that there's nothing about that great-grandfatherness yes. that could, could in any way implicate it. him. Mm. Much more so, I would say, than, say, Bowie, who yes. there's been many discussions about, was yeah. it a Nazi salute, was yeah. it not a Nazi salute? Yeah. I think it probably wasn't, but I'd say it's, it still remains a bit ambiguous.
0: I think it remains more than... I mean, ambiguous. what I'm saying
1: is, is if Paul Wayland mm. had cast David Bowie right, <laughs> as his uncle, yes. the character's uncle in 66, mm. uh, I think that would have been more complicated in terms of the relationship to Nazism yes. than, than who he did cast, an, which was Peter Serafinovitz. But
0: it's an interesting point because if you think, and I think I think that Bowie did a Nazi salute in 1976 at Victoria Station that the notion that it was a wave is a sort of... Was large, it was it Victoria? I thought it was Paddington. Uh, I think, no, it's Victoria.
1: Okay. Yeah. Why was he at Victoria Station?
0: <laughs> well, um, I'll it... tell you, well I think because he was coming. I th- he was coming back from...
1: I was going to say German. Germany. In my mind, he's coming back from Germany. But Hang you don't minute. arrive generally no, when this. you come back from Germany at Victoria. No, if he came you? via Poland. Um, <laughs> what? No, he you still arrive at <laughs> Victoria if you come via Poland. So, well, um, it's a good point. How did Bowie get back from. When, he, when it, he arrived and did that Nazi salute mm. or not, where, what was his actual journey on the way? Because that actually is quite important. I'll tell you why. Because Bowie has always said, hasn't he? No, I was just waving. He's also said, I was very fucked up at the time, I was on drugs, God knows what I was thinking about, which is fair enough. Uh, But I think he also said, no, 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 I was just waving at the crowd. Now, it's important to trace his route, isn't it, from that point of view, because if he'd arrived in the country at, say, Dover, that's when he'd have waved. That's when he'd have said, hey, I'm back, guys, here I I am, in Britain. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he have waved again on, on stage two of his route? Can I say that there's. In the sat nav, that's like stage, that's possibly stage three of his route. I like the idea
0: that I hadn't ever thought about the idea that the delayed wave. Yeah. By the way, he could have been doing Nazi loops up the sort of line (laughs) from Crawley and Three Bridges all the way to. In a kind of who do you think you were kidding, Mr. Hitler. There's a thing that happened which is a bit, feels a bit like that. At some point in the 1970s, early 80s, I'm living at home. You know, I'm sort of 15 or whatever. That's irrelevant. I'm a young lad and my brother is in the house and I'm upstairs. There's a ring on the door. And the person that's ringing is a neighbour of ours called Linda. And I can hear my brother open the door. We live in a small house, so you can hear it. Open the door. And Linda said, is your mum in? Mm. And my brother, a bit like Bowie's delayed wave, it occurs to me, basically sort of got mixed... his brain waves weren't quite or have you communicate with yourself before you speak he said to her if you see it written down he said oh hello linda she's upstairs i'll just get her and then she, and then mom but somehow his brain mixed up the gap between or at least the sort of distinction between talking to linda and shouting for my mom right <laughs> i actually might have struggled to tell this because it's so ridiculously funny i don't know if it'll come across so what actually happens <laughs> Is. Oh no. The door opens, ding dong, uh, that's the bell. Yeah. I get brother, that. brother opens the door. Yeah. Hi, Rob, is your mum in? Rob, looking Linda straight in the face with about sort of a
1: foot between them, says, Hello, Linda.
0: <laughs> She's upstairs. <laughs> I'll just get her
1: mum. <laughs> I see. So, so I understand what you're saying here. I think it is important for the yeah, Bowie no, thing. Says, it took yeah. a long time, but yeah. nonetheless, we got there. <laughs> so, uh, I think what you're saying is, His brain kicked in a bit early with the need to shout. Correct. That's what you're basically saying, is he needed to shout uh, (laughs) at Mum because Linda was there. Who was Linda, by the way? Is she a close friend? Uh,
0: She lived a few dozen... Yeah, Yeah. she's a
1: family friend, lovely woman. She wasn't upset at being shouted John and Linda. Uh, John and Linda? John and Linda were the... And I was thinking, yeah, Paul and Linda. (laughs) Uh, It'd be great if it was Paul and Linda. Was it Linda McCartney? Yes, I'll say, yeah, it was Linda (laughs) McCartney. Yeah. Uh, That's the other bit of colour to the story. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so he shouted too early... Similarly, the question is... Did staring at her is the point. Literally yeah. staring at her, has, shouting. Has Bowie waved too yes. late is the question the opposite, we're asking, because he's yeah. already in the country. Yeah. Now, I have some footage here Okay. Of called the wave or the salute. we I weren't planning on talking about this, but we're into it now. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, OK, so this is the footage. Unfortunately, there's no sound. OK, so here he is in the car. Now, one of the things that I should say about Bowie's salute is... And I'm going to do an, an odd thing here, which is quote Jeremy Clarkson. OK. Is Jeremy Clarkson funniest joke, I would say, and he uses it quite a lot when he's reviewing cars, is he says he only really likes convertibles that are two-seaters because, he says, no-one looks good in the back seat of a convertible except Hitler, which is true. (laughs) Hitler Hitler looked good in the back seat of a convertible. So I think that's one reason why people think this is an absolute. He's standing in a car, and people associate Hitler... Going yes. around, Nazi saluting. Yes. Normally the half salute in a car from Hitler, wasn't it? Okay. It wasn't the full arm salute, yeah, it was like the mean. half race salute yeah. from Hitler. Uh, so well, what does he do here? Let's look. Here he goes. Bowie's looking around. Who's Ooh. he looking at? It's Who, like the press. Who's and... at Victoria Station when Bowie's like this? God, it's, it's extraordinary watching this because there's sense of drama I mean, about it. Wait, wait there uh, it is. Uh, OK. Ah, now, that. that's the first time I've seen it like that. Well, that's a wave. No, hang, hang on, ladies and gentlemen listening. I don't know if you, ladies and gentlemen, but it's really weird. Go and watch it: the wave or the salute on YouTube. Because I would say there's an element in which maybe he thinks, oh, "I'll do an Nazi salute; that'll get things going." Because let's not forget, Bowie was mm. not averse to something yeah. that caused a bit of publicity. Bit of a... And then I think he thinks better of it. thinks Oh no! He pulls out. Oh no! I'm going to make it a wave. He pulls out. He the... pulls out. So well, I think he does it, and then he thinks, "I can make it a wave." Look, salute. Yes. Ah, now I'll make it a wave. Possibly. I mean, well, it's hard, so that, really hard to tell. No, no, actually, the second one is a bit more, because he doesn't wave his hand. So if you see there, this is this is the second one coming up now. Yeah, that one. The second one looks a bit more saluting. That's a salute. It's oh, the right. hand wave that makes it a wave, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's I, a good question. What's the difference between a salute and a wave? But I would say the second one of the, the, those looks really
0: like a salute. And actually, it's funny you said the half salute, because I'm not really sure what the sort of... Technically, what who did what to whom? But that's a sort of classic, sort of Nazi salute in the sort of playground style. You, you know, like what hand playground? fully did extended. You do that in the playground
1: a lot. <laughs> no, sort of like
0: a kids version. Kids version. You know, yeah. it's sort of slightly clumsy, but it's definitely arm
1: aloft. That's a Nazi salute, right? Yeah. Although I think we, here's the thing: is we would only absolutely be able to say without doubt it was a Nazi salute if it also mime doing a little moustache. That's I suppose that's what I mean. Yeah, is and, that kind of a salute? But if he had mime doing a little moustache, then it would have been a comedy Nazi salute, possibly in tune with a number of things in 1976 yes. that, that made fun of. But the like Na- the Beatles, like,
0: John Lennon did Nazi salutes like that, you know, and they exactly yeah, that. And yeah.
1: impressionists did it right. It's Freddie yeah, Starr. Freddie Star. So maybe maybe mm. David meant to do that. He just forgot to but do the little little moustache. <laughs> but coming to where I'm just looking and I'm not sure we'll find it's it. Amazing but, car he's in. What car is that? It's an yeah, incredible it, car. It
0: is a convertible, but it's a really weird convertible. It's almost like the thing everyone's missed is that the clue is the fact that he got an
1: old Nazi car to take him. Yeah. because it does look like... <laughs> it is an old Nazi sort of car. But old... if you carry on watching it, when he comes out of Victoria Station, that's where the crowds actually are. And a banner that says, Welcome Home, David. Quite a nicely written banner. Yeah. And a lot of young 70s people, like, you always see them and you always think, oh, my God, their diet was so terrible. Yes. Um, and he doesn't salute them, so who is he actually but, uh, waving, saluting to when he's in Victoria Station? But I think he is. He, I mean, it's the. I mean, he knows
0: the press are there. Mm. He's coming back. Oh, by the way, I've got hot news just oh, in. Oh, news just in that what he was doing, which of course I vaguely remember now, and some listeners maybe have said this for the last few minutes. He he came on the Orange Express. Oh. Uh, although that obviously wasn't the Orient Express pulling up into Victoria that we just saw on the train it looked like the Orient Express. That looked like the 720 from, not what Agatha Christie had in mind. From sort of Crawley. Blokes with mustaches no. and cigars <laughs> but in seventies coats. But he he got the Orient Express which means he could have come from anywhere in Europe. So if he got the Orient
1: Express he wasn't coming back from America. He was coming no, back from. I guess he was
0: coming out from a European from tour. A European or, tour. I don't know what that would have been. Surely we
1: would know this. Surely. Um, sure, hang on. Hang on. We might have to just stop for a minute. Where was Bowie? Bowie coming back from? So a guy called Chalky Davis has written a whole blog about it. Oh wow. Chalky Davis. Okay. A photographer. I don't think he's related to Chalky, the Jim Davidson I was racist, about racist that. character. Yeah. We don't he's, know though. If he was, then I wouldn't trust what he said about no. Nazism. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, I definitely went on Jim Davidson on this subject either. Here is the actual photograph, uh, which is taken by Chalky Davis. And uh, he says that uh, Bowie returned to the UK for some concerts so as the thin white Duke in 1976. He arrived by a special train. Oh. Is what he says, which the Orange Express is. It is definitely a special definitely train. It's a special train. Unless he just meant the concept of I've never seen a train before. It was like a
0: special train. <laughs> it's such a train with of David Bowie on it.
1: It's quite special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it stopped near. Uh, he's a photographer. And then he says, this is very interesting, because of the gloomy late afternoon light at Victoria Station, I think that was just the 70s, it was always gloomy, I used fill-in flash on Mm. four of the five frames. When I showed the image to the NME the following day, they decided to enhance his left arm by drawing a hand. Drawing. A hand oh, really? on the image is before Photoshop, what with a pen. Oh, that's strange. Because of the flash, it was partly missing. His hand was partly missing. But when we saw the paper on Wednesday, it looked very much like he was giving a Nazi salute. Was he suggesting there was a ad as a Photoshop type? Yeah, he was basically photoshopped in a very seventies way. That's what he's suggesting. Because when you because look his at hand the... was missing, right? But I mean, his hand would have been at the end of his arm. I can't yeah. see what his hand could have been. doing. Well, It was doing. cut off in the photograph, perhaps. Yeah, it? but what could it have been doing? Was it a thumbs up? Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you is, mean. it's possible the hand was doing something that made it clear this isn't a yes, Nazi salute because okay. I've never seen yeah. Hitler do a thumbs up.
0: It's weird this, co- this comes up. This is actually genuinely it's thumbs weird. up. But well, because I think, I think I texted you over the holidays. We've been away for a long time. Mm. You know, we've been in the summer. And one Bowie thing, other than listening to Bowie, one Bowie thing happened, which is my wife Pippa had a dream about David Bowie. Oh, wow. And the dream was quite short and intense. But the dream was this is, what's, this is genuinely quite weird. The dream was. That she looked down at her arm, mm. and she had David Bowie's hand grafted onto her arm. That and is odd. Yeah. How would she know? Um, well, so I suppose in a dream. It's not real. It's no, but, so, so in the dream. So in a dream, what she, made her think she knew? That this is David Bowie's she, hand. Somehow she knew it was David Bowie's hand, and what is genuinely? Nazi I mean, I'm actually she... having a sort of bit of a moment here because right. I don't. Because what she, what it was? It wasn't a Nazi salute, but what it was was she, the point of the dream. If there was a point, was I've got David Bowie's hand grafted on, almost like in an operation, yeah. not very well, and it's the wrong way round. Oh my god! And that's a problem, and I, yeah. I, it needs to be the other way around. And that was her dream. That is that.
1: Really? And then what? Just that. Just David Bowie's hand was Just on her arm. Just David Bowie's hand grafted onto her arm. Right. And not and the wrong way round. And Bowie did appear in the dream with a stump. For <laughs> fuck's sake. He didn't have, a, he or, didn't have or, a dream. Or indeed a dream where she, it's got Pippa's hand on his arm. If you told me now and then the same night like you had and a dream about David Bowie. forced to wake you
0: off. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I mean, now you're telling me. To, I have to tell you the whole dream. That is exactly what
1: happened. I was trying not to. Uh, that was it. Wow. Um, Well, how extraordinary that we've had a conversation just by chance about a disappearance in a photograph of uh, David Bowie's hand and it's turned up on your wife's arm. That is so odd. No, that is really odd. Um, I think we should move on, because mm. one of the things I think I always like on the podcast mm. is when we play a bit of music. Right. Now, normally we play a bit of proper Bowie music, <laughs> play a bit of obscure Bowie music, whatever, uh, and we probably will certainly do a bit of that, possibly even in this very podcast. But before we do that, when we arrive this morning, I'm going to oh, go over here. Sometimes, you, you know, on, on audio things, yeah. like I remember on The Goons, where my dad used to play me that, they used to do quite a lot of, like, oh, Harry seacon has gone over there, and then him yes. like, walking away. So that's what I'm doing now. I've yeah, I can see that. You don't need to tell I, me that you're doing that. I can see it. <laughs> I'm telling the listeners just in case right. they think there's something wrong. Right. But uh, nothing wrong. I just walked away from the microphone to pick up a guitar. Because one of the things about the shed, I don't know if anyone's actually seen pictures of it that we posted on Twitter, but it's, it's sort of like a proper music place. It's got loads of guitars yeah, and really. keyboards and whatnot in it. And as I came in thinking about, well, what the fuck, we've got nothing to talk about about David. Yeah, Barry. we haven't said that, have we? That, we, that. We we really have nothing yeah, to talk no, about today. we to talk back about. from we, holidays. Back we, holiday, we, we hadn't thought about it. We just started talking. We seem to have talked fair enough is I thought one thing I could do is play a bit of David Bowie because not just to show off as you'll see it's not showing off uh, (laughs) it's because I can play or can't play the opening of Ziggy Stardust lots of people can do that but I've always had an issue with it now you play the guitar I I can't get the rhythm right I know I've always get it wrong so I'm going to play it is that in tune by the way do you know (laughs) that yeah Okay. I'm going to play it, and you can tell me... I mean, I know I'm getting it wrong, but I can't... Like, it's a mental block about getting it right.
0: I like the way, okay. like... This is the sort of thing Paul McCartney or Jimmy Henry, When I said, is it in tune, you just did like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're so confident.
1: Like, you're so, <laughs> the guitar is just an extension of you. Yeah, I just yeah. knew, because I felt that this guitar was in tune. <laughs> OK, so here we go. I'm going to play it even worse than usual. Okay. I'm self-conscious, but here we go. Okay. So, like, I know that's wrong. Yeah. Do you know what's wrong about it? Yeah. What? The descending cor- Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like it's meant to be duh, like like dotted crotchets, I think. Yeah. If I can be musical I think that about probably it. Probably is. I... See, I make it sound like a stupid folk song, don't I? It's all right at the start. And then it yeah. should be but I can't stop it going all like it's not like that. It sounds like a stupid little last thing on my mic. Yeah. topic. <laughs> right. So, what can you play it? Yeah, you're staying too long. Can you play
0: it? Oh, you're, you're being too quick with the descending. I think Am I'm, like, I'm going to say I'm. This is like battle of the band. This is like being in a guitar <laughs> shop when you just freeze <laughs> yeah. and you sort of. Uh, let's just check if this in tune.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's in tune. <laughs> <laughs> you, cool. Right. Okay. So now this is Tim playing it. I think you. And he to... thinks it should be played. By the you... way, as I say, I know that's not how it should be played. You need to stay longer on the descending bit. So. <laughs> I almost got it. I'll that's do it again. totally shit. <laughs> no, no, you've made it. You've also made it sound like folky, too folky. And I, well, I that's think the you'll... descent. Play the, dis... okay, the descent. OK, but the, the D different. was wrong. By the way, I think he plays it in two ways.
0: Does he? He plays that. It goes... No, like he that. doesn't
1: do that. He does it live like that. Does he? Yeah. Well, or... he, do- he doesn't. Or... Mick Robson doesn't. That's it. But isn't that too cordy? Isn't it more picked no, out than that? I think you stay longer on the sea <laughs> as you come down. I'm worrying we are losing people now, <laughs> but it might be I'm hoping just the sheer shitness that you make them laugh. Oh fuck. It's just that, yeah. not what you did. He does Because you both. did a sort of he weird. Does it. You did a weird I Here Comes play, the Sun thing.
0: I can play you where he does it
1: more. <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? I'm it's not gonna to start. No, You're too quick. You're going No, down Too quick. quick.
0: Can you sing it? You go. <laughs> this is really. There'll be no one left. No, you almost stay there. Should the we play whole bit. someone
1: proper playing it? So, what? Should I just put in the Ziggy Stardust? Or do you want some weird? Well, I think when he does it on. Verse, I think Vigilance. when he does
0: it on live, on Ziggy Stardust live, he does it slightly differently. Okay, here we
1: go. <laughs> So one of the things I did over the summer, uh, I ended up on a Pinterest site. I mean, you can see it on other sites as well, which has got all the handwritten Bowie lyrics around. And actually, they're kind of interesting, I think, the Bowie lyrics, in that they're similar to Ticket to Ride or whatever, but Ticket to Ride, as far as I remember, was really like on a bit of old scrap paper with lots of doodles on it and shit or whatever. And that's the only time I... Beatles lyrics would be like that. This is clearly, even though it still looks like something from a 1970s school book, has actually been, this is it, it being written out neat, isn't yes, it? Yes, definitely. I mean, he's crossed out a few things, but he's clearly already decided, these are the lyrics, I'm writing them out neatly. And there's something about the way he's written it, which is quite 12-year-old. Yeah, it is like, um, it's like a homework project. Yeah. But what is interesting, and if I'm reading this correctly, is that, it's not the actual final words. Well, one thing is not the final word. He says just beer light to guide us. No, it's oh, just he? not just the beer light. Yeah, I, mean, well I mean, it's possibly the, this is possibly of all the microscopic things we've done on this. The fact that I've noticed that on the school book lyrics it says just beer light rather than just the beer light, <laughs> but also it's got the less instead of with God given ass,
0: it's mm. got with God given ass. Oh, has it? Yeah, which seems oh, yes,
1: it has. Oh, that's really interesting. That so it's that's got much got, less glamorous and exotic. Isn't well, it? it's interesting in terms of whether Bowie. You talked on a podcast uh, about Boland being one of the first people to sing in an English accent, right? And I think I would say Bowie sung in an English accent. Don't you think? Would you say he sang in an English yeah. accent?
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yes. So, well, certainly at the beginning, he sang in a very then the Tony Newly, Well, the Tony Newley yes. voice, but, but but in general, the Cockney
1: is yeah. an English accent. But actually, that's a good example of him not doing that, because it should be God-given ass, Uh, but it's ass. I mean, obviously, it rhymes with crass, and I've never known what the Naz is, by the way. Uh, Do you know what the Naz is? I don't know what the Naz... What does he was the Naz mean? I mean, I know it means he was a cool guy, but (laughs) was the Naz...
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com
1: slash host i sort of like an actual phrase like naz was an american rock band formed by guitarist todd Rundgren. urban dictionary naz ah hang on this is amazing okay uh I, you know what? I am amazed by this podcast because I did arrive thinking, fuck, that's what I'm going to talk about. And this is so much in the Venn diagram of what this podcast is. Okay. We have now found out what it is. Uh, in Urban Dictionary, it says Naz, as used by David Bowie on Z Stardust. Naz means the hippest, most magnetic of beings. He lifted this term, this site thinks, from the 50s, 60s beat poetry of oh. Richard Lord Buckley. Whose poem the naz is a jive iteration of Jesus of Nazareth. Wow! So Buckley says in his poem, and this is the most naff sixties thing: the naz was a kind of cat that came on so cool and so groovy and so with <laughs> it. I.e., Jesus. Yeah, right. Jesus was the naz <laughs> from Nazareth. That's so naff. <laughs> Brilliantly, the naff, I call it. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's interesting. That, that's where Bowie must have got it that's from. So. Trendy Vicar Terrible, isn't it? So trendy Vicar Terrible. Think this of is how to think of him. Jesus. Think of him
0: this way. Just, just take a <laughs> second. He's actually really cool, like a magician. like yeah. a, he's like. He's no. well, I bet there was a generation of school kids where it's like, he's like Darren Brown. Yeah, yeah. I like, think Darren Brown be yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: yeah he'd be like that. But, but don't yeah. think of him as like Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. Think of him as the Naz. Yeah. i think tell you what it's like. It's like the Fods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like. like Jesus is like yeah, the Fods. Yeah. Obviously, in the 50s and 60s, This was before the Fonz was like a slightly degraded idea. They would have looked at the Fonz and thought, oh, he's a really cool beat poet, wild bunch kind of guy, instead of Henry Winkler, Jewish, about 40. So the kids would just
0: crash. Crass. (laughs) Crass. He was the Fonz.
1: He was the Fonz. No, no,
0: he was was a beat idea of Jesus. Yeah, which doesn't scan as well. With God-given ass. Um, But there's also a bit which seems... I mean, I'm. I'm presuming we have to accept these are the lyrics
1: written by Bowie, as you say, written no, they are. This is it's his. Hand, this is Bowie's handwriting. Okay, because it's got because it's actually it's got that weird um, dotted. If you see, he could lick him by smiling. Mm, yeah, you right. see that circular dot oh, yeah, over yeah, the yeah, eye. Yeah. I've seen that before yeah. in Bowie's handwriting. I've seen it
0: on kids' thank you cards from from birthdays, yeah. isn't it? It's like a childish thing. Yeah, but it also has, as imagined here, this is what he's written: Ziggy play guitar. Jamming good
1: with Weird and Gilly so far so good. Gilly, not gilly. G- oh, gilly. Gilly, Gilly, Gilly. <laughs> All right, Gooster. I don't, I don't know who they are, by the way. Who uh, are Weird and Gilly? That's something I don't
0: know. Well, that might—I don't. Yeah, I don't know about. But so Ziggy Play guitar, jamming good with Weird and Gilly, known as Spiders from Mars. Oh, is that what it says? That's what the lyric is.
1: Oh yeah. Known, known as the spiders, spiders from Mars, which is—and p- here's another thing: Spiders from Mars is in inverted commas, yeah. <laughs> a bit like. Yeah. <laughs> people who come to my show will know my mum wrote her erotic poetry. Right. Involving a lot of inverted right. commas. Um, so, but at one point, has. people who have come to my show will know that she uses the phrase, nibbled my clitoris, and puts it in inverted commas. Right. And <laughs> it's, it's a big deal in my show if you come and see it. Uh, I have but, seen it. Yeah. But I, yeah, known as the Spiders from Mars. So is it the suggestion that Weird and Gilly are backing, well, are members of the By Spiders the way, from Mars? He sort of says Geely on this track. No he doesn't. He says Gilly. Weird and Geely, doesn't he? Geely. I think he says oh, No, we're going to have to check this. Now. I think he says Geely. he played guitar. Jamming good and the spiders from Is it Geely or is it Gilly? Try again. Weird and Geely. No, I think he's I think the name Well, I see what what you're getting. Bella's nodding. Bella's nodding. Mm-hmm. Bela is not, <laughs> but, but I think Gilly is how he writes it, and that's just Bowie being a bit Bowie. I agree. The way that I he used that. to spin words, I totally accept that. Yeah, yeah. So I think the name is Gilly. Yeah. So Weird and Gilly are members of the Spiders from Mars, are they? They, yeah. Who are
0: known? <laughs> the known as is such a brilliant known um, It's sort of very perfunctory kind of phrase, but yeah, I think he's saying they are. In this case he's saying, well, yeah, literally they are known as the spiders from Mars.
1: I've got a song fax here. Okay. Weird and gilly were two of Bowie's bandmates, they were Trevor Boulder and Woody Woodmansey. I did not know that. Is that right? So apparently, yeah. That's how he referred to them. Apparently. They must have been nicknames for for those two. I wonder which one's weird, which one's gilly. That Well we never know. And by the way, there's a beer. Uh, called Weird and Gilly that you can get okay. on a craft ale site. Let's get Weird and Gilly. It's a delicious IPA by single cup beersmiths wow. out of Astoria, uh, New York. The person who's writing this about the beer, it's a beer review site, says, I assume the name is a reference to David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust. And he knows, he says Weird and Gilly is a reference to Bowie's real-life bandmates Trevor Boulder and Woody Woodmansey. I can't be sure, though, he says, because I did reach out to Single Cut Beersmiths with a few questions, asking if Weird and Gilly was a Bowie reference, uh, was, uh, but they didn't answer, uh, apparently. He says, I meant to, I really did. He says, I'm a guy with two kids, a wife, a sore back, a non-award-winning podcast, I know what that's like, with my brother <laughs> at a full-time job. So he emailed Single Cut. It was difficult because he had a lot of things going on. A lot this of things, that's what he's saying, yeah. Yeah, uh, and they me. didn't ask about... They didn't answer... Oh, he asked a lot... Oh, no, right. He, sorry, I misunderstood. He asked them a lot of questions about the hops, okay. about how they brew it, but yeah. he forgot to ask okay. about David Bowie. I think that's a question you don't need to ask. He, okay. I mean, he goes on. What else could Weird and Guinea be a reference to? No, but that's my point. Yeah. You don't even need to ask the question. <laughs> he keeps on and on asking the question, <laughs> as if, like, it could be something else. But he just needs to ask the brewery. Well, yeah, but the, he forgot. Right, That's but. his point.
0: I don't Sorry, know I much about cool. okay. talking to
1: breweries, but I don't think they offer a
0: one chance rule. Yeah. You can ask us once about our beer, <laughs> we will never talk to you again. You yeah.
1: just ask them. He does say this beer, like the rhymes of Biggie and the outfits and ideas of Bowie, stick with you and you want more. I'll be honest with you, that's a good example of someone who thinks Bowie's all about the outfits. And right. not about the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that but annoys I think that
0: me. If there was a beer
1: It smells apparently guava, grapefruit flesh, pineapple and passion fruit. There's a tangy sweet something. Okay. Wet wood. Fresh mm. sourdough. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that sounds horrible. Wet yeah. wooden Absolutely fresh disgusting. sourdough. <laughs>
0: that sounds undrinkable,
1: yeah. if I'm honest. But uh, well, I don't know what this bloke's name is. Uh, I might have to find out his name. Sorry, hang on. Just, just bear with me because I think it's always good to refer to these people by name. Tony Visconti. How <laughs> extraordinary. Okay, hang on. It will say about me, won't it, at some point on this site. No, it's a beer site. I'm it's afraid. a beer site to guide us, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's what, that's what it is, is finally. This is the beer site to guide. <laughs> it's the well done. It's the beer site to guide us. And that bloke leaves his review of Weird and right. Gilly the beer mm. still uncertain whether or not it's a reference to Ziggy Stardust. Uh, if there was, a can b- I, if you're listening, bloke who reviews yeah, we, beer whose name we don't know, I'm going to just say it. It's a reference to Ziggy yeah. Stardust.
0: I would say if you found a beer, at a, wherever you find these things, in a shop, right? They're from the shop, <laughs> shop the ice ice is, for example, of, specifically, um, and it was called Stardust Ale. Yeah. You might say, yeah. "Oh, I wonder if that's." Because it could be yes,
1: you might do weird and yeah. gilly even ale, even China girl. You might think, well, yeah. I'm not absolutely certain. You know, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah. but if
0: it was like if it was you know, called
1: stalking time for the right, Moon or Beauty Boys. Brothers
0: ale, <laughs> or um, yeah. all the Mad Men ale, yeah. or something, <laughs> yeah, you're in no doubt. You don't need to ask, do you? Yeah. No, I know. I think Weird and Gilly ale is yeah, or whatever. Glass is Spider um, ale is undoubtedly. I wouldn't drink Glass Spider ale. I wouldn't, unless I was near Zhang province.
1: Uh, as far as I understand it, actually, the Weirder Gilly Ale is absolutely brilliant, but the glass Spider Ale, they got off a bit by then. <laughs> it's, really, <laughs> it's really, it's really. <laughs> your faint <laughs> taste of future legend ale, which a re- I really like that. Apparently it started but, to taste, as he describes, rather <laughs> sour and a bit shit. I was going to play, there's a, obviously a beautiful song on Ziggy Stardust. There's was a on. number of beautiful songs right. on Ziggy Stardust. Which no, one? one it's is? Just Lady one. Stardust. There's just
0: one. And it's Soul Love. Soul lovely, which, yeah. which is lovely. And, but, there's a, on stage, the live album, mm. that which I was listening to the other day, uh, for the first time I realised it might be the song, this is the worst ending, most disappointing ending, to one of the most beautiful songs. It just sort of, I mean, I haven't listened to it for a while, so I hope it delivers. It sort of just collapses. Soul Love, I mean, you know how it goes, but it starts with the... I, I know it goes. I suppose I just want to show you that it's not a weird version. Yeah. It. It's a fairly... straight, so and it's stage which was what 1977 was it yeah. or 78 so it's so it's all a bit synthy but anyway so he does soul love and there's a bit of a groove and at the end if i remember rightly it just falls off air effectively <laughs>
1: It's gone into another song, though, hasn't it? It's gone, into, um, it's gone into another. Hang On To Yourself. Isn't
0: that a terrible ending? Or maybe well, I think maybe it's worse than uh,
1: I... I think it's not that bad. I think it's a weird... I mean, <laughs> what it is, is an interesting thing, which is a lot of songs used to fade out, and uh, there must have been a... It, I don't think that happens as much anymore, fade no, outs. It probably doesn't. Like It's a good question. If, uh, perhaps our listeners might tell us whether or not they think fade outs are not as common as they used to be, but they used to be very common in the 70s, and so love fades out as he you started us. You're... And and I think there must have been always a problem with how to end songs that faded out. I mean, it's always a problem. Actually, bands always tend to go, because I believe I know what I like by Genesis, uh, which fades out, uh, is on Seconds Out, the live album, they sort of go for that, a similar thing, where it's just like quite a lot of drums and tambourines and... We finished. Yes, that
0: one seems to sort of jerk itself to it takes itself to a new place. I see what you mean. He's basically overcoming the fact that uh, that that it faded out a bit. I find that a clunky ending. But with our beer, man, you just said.
1: Yeah, I I want to know if we can buy some weird and giddy. Well, it's still being made by Single Cut Brewery. Can I tell you also in relation to
0: drink and David Bowie? Yeah, something that I found out this morning, which might mean that we do an entire drink. podcast or sort of theme. Yeah. There is no way of easily breaking this to you. Yeah. This is actually happening. I'm going to read the headline. Yeah, okay. David Bowie cocktail bar set to open in London. Oh my god. And I read today it's basically at the Cafe Royal. Yeah. From September the 20th. So yeah. this is early. There is a cocktail bar is going to be devoted to him. It's... Right. what what the
1: cocktails <laughs> called? Yeah, no, what are they called? Oh, god. I mean,
0: I I I really am bracing myself. It's it's bad, right? Drinks will be named after Bowie's most famous lyrics and songs. Including, there's going to be a... <laughs> this there's going to be a Darkness and
1: Disgrace. Mm. Lady Stardust. And an yeah, Animal I, Grace. I, I knew it was Lady Stardust. Yeah. Can no, I right. just say... I mean, if you're going to be very clever cocktail bar, you would have a Darkness and Disgrace and you'll serve it later on with a Darkness and Dismay. Yes. But I, be, right. I bet they don't do well, that. Well, one's
0: probably... <laughs> dismay is probably with lime and <laughs> Disgrace is with lemon. Be that. But also, it, they've got another cocktail called Animal Grace. So they've got two cocktails from one song. <laughs> That's weird. I mean, I love Lady Stardust, yeah, I love but... It.
1: But I don't want to drink it. Well, actually, no, I don't want to drink it. Well, I guess if you were doing cocktails, you might look to Lady Stardust, which is a sort of slightly cocktail lounge bar-y element to it as a song. Yes. What else have they got? Well,
0: so they've got... Um, uh,
1: so have they got Widd and Gilly? They haven't got with, They've
0: got. See, I think they've got Femme
1: Fatale. But Fem Fatale, I think... Hang on, that's more, also that's from a Lady under, Stardust. Under, that's a, more of a Velvet Underground song. Hang on, that is also from Lady Stardust. Hang on. Is it? Femme oh, yes. Femme Fatale, Fatale it? from Shadow. Is this just a Lady Stardust cocktail bar? It doesn't say that. Yeah. No, because there's others That's as well. the only time I think... Because Femme Fatale is a underground song, and the only time I can think of it in Bowie is in Lady Stardust. It's definitely... That's is that the cocktails? only song this no, person No, there's another has heard one often. coming, which is
0: not... For but by the way, it says Femme Fatale, which is a twist on the conventional martini, which Bowie is believed to have loved. Of course he <laughs> loved it. Everyone loved I mean. What do
1: you mean he loved a martini? Well, he didn't. They're just making that up. I mean, he may or may not have done, but... That combines
0: Japanese... He
1: didn't drink anyway after a certain time. No, that's true. Japanese sake... sake. Yeah. With sweet vermouth, just so you know. That's oh, what okay. that one Thanks. has. That's the twist. By the way, I I don't drink anymore. I still have always hated cocktails. Right. Even when I did drink. Because I, I, I always just thought, like, what what is this horrible sweet concoction? I like a martini. W- do you? I must say, but do I'm you? with you, but, generally but with, speaking. Generally, yeah, and like with, with a stupid name. Well... I can put
0: your mind to rest. There's no more stupid names. They're all quite sensible. There's a tiger on Vaseline, <laughs> oh, which no. you might like. What's
1: that? What is uh, a tiger on Vaseline? Which takes Vaseline? its name
0: from the popular track "Hang I, On to Yourself." I, I know that, but what's I is, know, but I'm reading from the. What's those. the drink? The drink it, itself plays on the classic pina colada, mm. featuring homemade coconut and white chocolate foam. Yeah. Um, but you know why it's held at the uh, the Cafe Royal? I, I'd forgotten uh, this. No, I didn't know. It. It's the Last Supper, famously Ziggy his retirement party. Was That's it? That's where he went after Hammersmith. With Mick Jagger and Lou Reed... When you say Ziggy Stardust,
1: you mean David Bowie? Because you said Ziggy Stardust. No, two
0: different characters, aren't they?
1: What well, you said, Ziggy Stardust went there for his retirement party, yeah. as if the fictional character. Created... Well, Bowie went as well. Bowie uh, went as well. Uh, I think he was there later. <laughs> okay.
0: But um, spotted with Ziggy Stardust was <laughs> Mick Jagger, David Bowie, and Lou Reed. <laughs> but okay. Capitol, yeah. So, so there's a the bar manager or the person behind it says each drink includes carefully considered liqueurs, liqueurs and garnishes, all a tribute to Bowie's life and his eccentric character. That idea that you you could think about garnishes. Garnishes. A tribute is being extraordinary. Yeah. Of
1: work. I know. I like the idea very much that in tributes to Bowie, there's many things you can take in, and one of them will be garnishes. <laughs> one of them will be <laughs> or too- oh, I think what would Bowie? Would Bowie have gone for mint? Here or parsley. I mean, and what kind of garnish? Think about
0: his body of work
1: before you throw away <laughs> what garnish, because I think it's more
0: likely to be dill. If you really think about what he achieved, because as true. it said, the gears and garnishes all attribute to Bowie's life uh, uh, character and the change that he brought to the 1970s—not just to music, but to
1: life itself—and garnishes. And that's everything. Yeah, yeah. No, Ice? Brought... Ice and a slice. <laughs> Shall we finish? I think you should get a guitar. And we should play Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> there isn't another one. It's not a guitar in this room. <laughs> How could that be? None of them have got What's any strings. I've got no strings. Yeah. Well you could play it on the electric guitar oh, like, and you'll just about hear it.
0: That hasn't got any strings. Yeah, it has. No, but it's got it's missing a B string and a and a G string, which are like utterly crucial.
1: <laughs> what kind of shit music studio is this? <laughs> okay, can, can, Do you think we could hit that note? Which note? The note at the end. <laughs> Just Ziggy played guitar. In the voice, actually. Yeah.
0: Ziggy played. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Shall we have a go?
1: Ziggy. Ziggy. No, (laughs) it's (laughs)
0: okay. I can't do it. And and Ziggy played.
1: Played. Played.
0: Played (laughs) Guitar. guitar. I'm sorry, listeners. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) Planning for your next trip?